Before we get into today's episode, let me tell you about CoCreate, my inner circle, but it's really a learning platform and community space for creators and entrepreneurs. Because let's get real. Entrepreneurship can be quite lonely, especially in the beginning, and oftentimes fears and limiting beliefs keep many of us stuck from moving forward. Oftentimes we lack clarity in our business and with all our ideas, not knowing which next steps to take and what we really need to focus on. And also I find that there aren't a lot of awesome resources out there for creators and entrepreneurs who really want to make a meaningful impact in the world. So I started CoCreate. It's your one-stop shop for connection, inspiration, streamlined, in-depth training to help you turn your vision into reality. I just opened its doors again and we are welcoming new members. It's a place to keep you focused on and working towards your business goals without needing to search the whole web for the next right step or spend thousands of dollars on multiple different courses. It's a place where you can receive the support you need to build a meaningful business and a conscious life as well. In it, you will get access to my regular live sessions and workshops and you get the chance to go deeper with me on the regular. You also get answers to your burning entrepreneurial questions that you just can't Google, you know, because the answer to every question that you have about your business is a lesson that someone else had to learn the hard way. You will also experience exclusive content and conversations that you cannot find anywhere else. We have a growing library of awesome workshops and trainings on topics such as how to create epic content to grow your audience or how to attract your dream clients and customers. And I recently also did a workshop on the essentials of productivity and time management. And we do new workshops almost every week. Also, I offer live business reviews for which you can submit your website, your blog, sales page, Instagram account, or YouTube channel and get feedback by me. Plus, I include my premium branding workshop that's worth $97 on its own because setting the foundation with your branding and messaging is so damn important. I just kind of threw it in with your membership. I believe that co-create is the new way to learn, connect, and grow. It is really the most unique tribe of conscious creators. There's We have so many awesome souls in there who will push you to grow. And no matter how far along you are on your entrepreneurial journey, even if you're the very beginning, our community is for you. I cannot wait for you to step into the greatest version of yourself that is here to change the world. So come and join us over at cocreatespace.io. I'm super excited to see you in there. And again, it is cocreatespace.io or check the show notes to this podcast and click the link there. All right. And now on to today's episode. Hey, what's up, my dear friend? And welcome to another episode, just you and I. And... A little, I guess, honest truth right from the beginning. This is probably attempt number 20 by now at recording this podcast today. And also, well, this episode is a little delayed 
for another reason, because I returned back to LA from Germany a week ago, exactly a week ago. And guess what happened? <laughs> If you follow me on Instagram or you read my emails, then you know what happened. The airline Aerolingus managed to lose my bag a second time. What are the odds? You know, <laughs> this was my response. I was, I, I, it's one of those moments you just never forget. And and I thought that the first time around when I flew from LA to Munich via Dublin, I thought that moment was quite memorable for me standing there at the airport. My bag wasn't coming and there was no one else around me. And This time around, I, I mean, I have, I was totally confident I was gonna just get my bag, I'd, no doubt, because what are the odds? And then I <laughs> found myself standing at the conveyor belt again, and then it was just me and another person, and then the conveyor belt stopped, and I just couldn't believe it. I really, really couldn't believe it. <laughs> I really had to contain myself and not get angry at the the woman that was filing my report and anyway but then i was like well i guess i'm already trained but you know this 97% of all my belongings are in there and i thought i was going to get it back the next day or two days later but four days after i'd arrived the bag still wasn't here i kept calling the customer support at Erlingers, and they couldn't tell me anything. They kept telling me the same thing. I was emailing them. I was getting really angry on day four. And then I just sort of gave up hope and, yeah, realized, okay, well, this is not going to happen. This is it. I now officially lost the bag. And I grieved it. You know, as you go through the process of letting go, <laughs> first you're like in disbelief. Then you're, then you get angry, and then you grieve, you get a little sad, and then you get over it. And so eventually, I ended up going shopping that evening with my girlfriend and got a couple of things, a few pairs of underwear, because I'd been wearing the same things for four days, or more than four days, ever since I left Munich that morning on Friday. Good thing. I'm in a same-sex relationship, <laughs> so I can wear um, my girlfriend's underwear. But anyway, you know, and then on day five, I was at yoga, and we came back home, and suddenly my bag was here. No warning, just, it was just, it was just there. Out of the blue, it appeared. And it was literally like, I, I felt like I was dreaming or something, because I had completely given up on it. And then suddenly, There it was. It was surreal. Of course, I was also quite happy because, you know, I had already made a list of all the things that I needed to go out and buy. And I kind of calculated how much money was in the bag. And it was quite a lot. I mean, of course, I have all my the most important stuff in my backpack that I don't check in that I take on the plane with me, like my laptop and hard disk and my camera equipment and all those things. But... Ah, yeah, like all my podcasting gear, my drone, a few other camera things and um, GoPros and, of course, a lot of clothing, my yoga mat. Anyway, it would have been a lot of money. 
but I was I was ready to go for it and I'd made the list and kind of prioritized you know the how I wanted to go about it what was the most important stuff I needed to get which was also a very interesting process anyway I learned a lot through the second time of uh, losing my bag and then getting it back and one of those learnings was also to kind of face the situation of okay I have to start from scratch I literally own nothing at this point except for you know a pair of pants a hoodie a shirt and one pair of underwear and it was liberating on the one hand to be able to start from scratch and at the same time it's also a little scary and weird and strange and it sort of reminded me of being an entrepreneur and either starting a new business and leaving an old one behind or maybe you're in that position where you are in your full-time job and you want to start your own business but it's scary to <laughs> let go and start from scratch start from zero and that was an interesting thought that i had because as an entrepreneur i've been in that situation quite a few times over the years where i started new things left other things behind and this year i feel like again holds a lot of potential for transformation for me and last year 2018 already was very transformational lots of changes new beginnings and yeah i'm being scared at times for sure and and it is definitely part of the journey as an entrepreneur um, especially also as a solopreneur going it all on your own and so i just want you to know wherever you are in your journey like i totally feel you and this was a in one way or another it was a bit of a reminder i always like to draw lessons and then kind of translate them into other areas of life and because i i'm always looking for answers in the way that what is this trying to teach me why did this happen what's the lesson in this how is life happening for me and not to me so those were kind of a few thoughts that have been going through my mind and some of those thoughts and ideas and insights um i kind of feel like i might want to go deeper with in another episode but in this episode i want to talk about my journey as a nomadic entrepreneur and creator how i became the digital nomad and location independent solopreneur that i am my journey into freedom it's a story that i've told quite a few times actually ever since i started out in 2011 and you know i've given a lot of talks and done a lot of public speaking i've made a lot of videos recorded a few podcast episodes written a lot of blog posts and i do try to kind of incorporate my story here and there and maybe you already know parts of my story and um, I always try to kind of integrate a few details that I haven't told before. And so this is also my goal with this episode. And, um, and also, I guess, I keep learning about my own story, too. You know, there's always new things and insights and memories that keep popping up. So even if I told this story a year ago, 
telling it again today would probably be very different because I am now a different Connie than I was a year ago or even a month ago. <laughs> so, so anyway, I want to share this story also because I always want to let you know that there was a point in my life as an entrepreneur and a digital nomad where I had to start from zero and where I had to face all my fears and insecurities. And I, I always want to remind myself, but also other people that um, I didn't just kind of end up where I am today. Because I think that sometimes people forget when they see others who they think made it or, you know, in my case, I've been an entrepreneur for seven, eight years. Um, people don't want to see that there was a day where I had zero followers <laughs> um, and was making zero dollars and where I had to make a decision as to which which way am I going to go. And for me, that decision um, that decision came up for me in 2011. Um, I want to just briefly give you a little background as to my life before 2011. Because I have been very nomadic ever since I was a teenager. I left home when I was 15. I ended up going to live with a host family in the United States to, you know, one of those high school exchange years sort of things. I just always remember I wanted to get out of my small town in Bavaria in Germany, wanted to get out, do something else. I never really felt confident at school. I always felt a bit of like an outsider. I didn't like the school I was at. And just overall, I don't know, I just always wanted to get away. I always felt like the grass was greener somewhere else. <laughs> and so that's kind of when my nomadic life started. And after that year, I came back to Germany. My parents put me back into school and but very quickly realized that I wasn't doing so well and I was really unhappy and um, my grades weren't good. And so they looked for different options for me to finish school and, and to graduate. And they ended up sending me to a boarding school in England and I ended up in Brighton, uh, in the south of England, south of London, by the beach. And I lived there for two years, going to school, got my A-levels there. I graduated in, uh, huh, when was that? I think 2001, yeah. And then after that, I took about two years or so to try out a different things. I did an internship at a media and photo company. You know, looking back now, I see a 18, 19 year old, I'd spent three years already abroad. Um, and so it was really difficult for me to reintegrate into living in Germany, which I didn't really want to. I never really felt very connected to my own home country, which is a little weird, I admit, but that's just how it was. And so I took two years to kind of find myself a bit at that age. I I wanted to go and study photography or filmmaking or any of those things but I was way too shy and I didn't have enough confidence to actually apply to film or photography school and I actually ended up going to a school for graphic design and media design in Munich but after six months I realized that I hated Munich 
it's I'm, I'm not uh, obviously Munich is, is not a bad city it was just me I, I couldn't make any friends and I didn't like the school even though I was learning quite a lot um and I, I was I loved the creative part of it but man I don't know I just I really wasn't a happy teenager also still very much in the closet I was dealing with a lot of depression so I quit after six months and eventually ended up going to university in Austria, in Salzburg, because I wanted to be somewhere where I could be in the mountains and go snowboarding every day. Literally, that was my decision. <laughs> and I applied to their communications and media bachelor's program. I got in and started that in 2003. Just before moving to Austria, though, I went on my first backpacking trip to Thailand. So I'd been traveling a bit before around Europe and stuff. And obviously I'd spent, you know, a few years abroad studying. But that trip to Thailand, I'll never forget. It was, I think it was in September of 2003. And just before I, um, to be able to actually fund the trip, I... <laughs> got a job at a, a sugar factory and for a month. And I made good money, but the job itself was absolutely horrible. It was conveyor belt situation. And also, just to add, I've done a lot of crappy jobs <laughs> as a teenager. And when I was at university, I feel like I definitely um, had... Yeah, I had my share of shitty jobs and doing things I really didn't want to do and just doing them for the money. And most of the time I did those jobs because I wanted to go off traveling. And so I ended up going to Thailand for a month with a friend of mine and, and just completely fell in love with backpacking, living with very little out of a bag and traveling around, seeing amazing things, being in the tropics. I got my scuba dive certification there. And just loved it. I was like, oh my God, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just want to travel the world with my backpack. And after that, I knew that I, you know, wanted to go traveling as much as possible. And I did. And um, whenever I could, and whenever I was off school or, and we had summer breaks for a few months, I'd go off traveling all over the place. And... In 2006, I went abroad again to start my master's degree. And I went back to the United States, not necessarily because that was my first choice, but um, I, I think it was just very late in the whole application process. And there wasn't a whole lot of options left. And it was like, okay, Connie, you can go to Bowling Green State University in Ohio, or you can just stay here. And I was like, fuck that. I'm let's just do it. <laughs> it was a gamble. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But off I went. And I had a great year. And after that year, I moved to Vienna. To I, w I wanted to finish my master's degree. And again, found myself in a place where, I don't know, big cities and me and not really knowing many people and couldn't really make a lot of friends, didn't really feel very happy at the university there, and ended up moving back to Salzburg. From there, I finally graduated in 2009. So it took me three years to get my bachelor's and then another three years to get my master's. Holy shit, yeah. I wrote my thesis 
which was a massive book <laughs> um at the end it was like 300 pages long i um it was on i studied backpackers traveling central america so i went off traveling down there for three months um interviewed and surveyed backpackers traveling around and also the local people and i think i was trying to figure out how backpackers were using new information and communication technologies like the internet to um, research their travels and where to go and how they communicated with the local population things like that it was pretty interesting i'm still very proud of myself for for uh that research project and um but just just to let you know i always tried to integrate travel into my life and into everything i could do and so in 2009 i graduated and there was also the year that my grandpa died and he was a very successful businessman and quite an important sort of public figure back home in our town and he i inherited 10,000 euros I'd never owned that much money at this point. I'm 26. And I took the money and I went, booked a one-way ticket to India. <laughs> of course I did. And um, I was in India for a couple of months and then moved on to Indonesia, became a scuba dive instructor on the Gili Islands there, which is just off of Lombok, which is right next to Bali. That was kind of like my first attempt at following my passion and I didn't really care what anybody else was thinking. I was just like, I got to go traveling. I want to become a scuba dive instructor. So I did that. And eventually I went to Australia. I visited this girl that I'd met before in India. And I had a huge crush on her when I met her in India. But at the time she had a girlfriend. And so I just spent six months or so on the Gilly Islands, and and then I went off to visit her in Sydney. Didn't know that she was that that she didn't have that girlfriend anymore, and so we ended up hooking up, and we fell in love. And that was my first girlfriend, so I had my big coming out with her. And I then had to go back to Indonesia because I had a job lined up, and I needed to make some more money to be able to fully moved back to Australia and I could get the working holiday visa there. So I went back to Indonesia and then I got dengue fever and typhoid. And I remember my mom and my brother, it was a coincidence they were there to visit me. And on that first day when when they arrived, I ended up in the hospital with dengue fever and uh my mom was like, you know, Connie, I think it's time for you to come home. You've been gone for so long now. I think it might have been nine months at that point. And I was like, nah, I'm not coming home. <laughs> There's no reason for me to go back to Germany. If anything, I want to go back to Australia and be with this woman that I'm in love with. And and that's what that's what happened. I remember I was in I was in that hospital bed, and my mom helped me book the ticket back to Australia because she just wanted me <laughs> she just wanted me to go somewhere where there was no dengue fever. So. So that's what happened. Yeah, I ended up living in in Australia for a year with my girlfriend who was Australian. And I was working in a bar in Sydney for 6 months and I hated that. And then I ended we ended up moving up to Cairns because I wanted to work on the boats there, work on the Great Barrier Reef as a scuba dive instructor. So we did that and which is great. Uh lots of fun. And then after my year was up 
we then moved to Thailand to for me to work on the boats and for her to teach English. But after, I don't know, a month or two, we were living in Phuket. We were like, ah, that's not really, just, I don't know. And we kind of came up with the idea to move to Berlin. Now, this is very crucial now <laughs> of what happens next. We decided to move to Berlin because that was like the only city that I could see myself living for a little while. We said we'd, we would stay there for a year because that's how long her her working holiday visa in Germany would be valid for. And I was like, okay, well, at least I'll give it a shot at getting a job. I can do a job for a year. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. So anyway, we moved to Berlin. She also wanted to learn German, meet my family and all that stuff. And I got my first job. I ended up um, at a PR agency for startups as a trainee. And, you know, the first few weeks, they were fun. Honeymoon phase. Had a great time in Berlin, new job. And the agency itself was lovely. You know, cool people. It was quite small, but it was great. And just sort of, yeah, getting into the vibe. But it didn't take very long, a month or so, until I realized that, uh-uh, 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 this is shit, this sucks. I don't want to do the 9 to 5. This is horrible. Get me out of here. I don't want to sit on the same desk chair every day. I don't want to sit on the same train every day and go to work. And I just realized I don't want to work for someone else's dream. This is silly. I was just so unhappy and I couldn't see myself doing this for the rest of my life. This is just absolutely ridiculous. In the back of my head, I was just like, I can do this for a year. I can do this. And then I go back and be a scuba dive instructor. I didn't know of my options at that point. I didn't know about, you know, starting an online business and becoming a digital nomad and stuff like that. That's a drink. So, yeah, I just, I was miserable. But you know what? When the student is ready, the teacher appears. I like that saying. And it's so true. I hated it so much, that life. It wasn't necessarily the job. It was the life around that. That, I don't know what happened exactly, but the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss, the book, landed in my lap. Or actually, I couldn't afford it. I didn't have the money to actually buy it. I found a pirated PDF version online that I then printed off in the copy shop. And I was reading that book back to back within a few days. And I was like, whoa, I was just blown away by the opportunity that arose from reading that book. And then from then on, yeah, I I started researching online and I found all these people who were digital nomads, running online businesses, traveling the world, having an amazing life, making passive income. And I was like, yeah, I, that's what I want. Of course, I was skeptical. I'm German. You got to be skeptical about that kind of stuff. And back in those days, this is 2011, summer of 2011. It's not like this was a thing. Today, being an entrepreneur, running an online business, selling digital products, like it's a thing. It's, you know, almost, I don't know. It's just like back then it just wasn't a thing yet. And so I was skeptical and I wanted to find out as much as possible. And and the deeper I dug, the more I researched, 
the more I realized, holy shit, there's people who are really living this life. Living in paradise, in Thailand, whatever. And doing what they love, building businesses, making passive income. And I decided, okay, this is it. I'm going to do it. And I started reading more, read, read more books, found more websites and blogs and anything that was free or very cheap to purchase. <laughs> and this is really that entrepreneurship became an option for me for the first time. Even though I come from an entrepreneurial family, both of my parents were and are entrepreneurs. My grandpa, like, I never thought about starting my own thing. It just never occurred to me that I would ever become an entrepreneur up until that point. And so that was that was quite interesting. And I then decided that, huh, I think starting a blog would be amazing. I always loved writing. I always loved photography and technology. And, you know, I was like, I can do this. So planned my first blog, launched it, it was called A Life of Blue. I launched it in November of 2011. And it was all about like living an unconventional life and my journey to become a digital nomad and starting my own business and also about minimalism. I discovered minimalism that same year. And yeah, and then just kind of started to figure out ways that I could make money as soon as possible so that I could quit the job and have my own business and travel the world. And my idea was it's going to build up that blog, grow it, eventually have some form of passive income through that with, you know, online courses or an ebook or something. Um, but to be able to make money faster, I knew I needed to start freelancing. Because building up an asset like a blog and getting traffic onto it, it takes a while, right? So I started freelancing in on February 1st, 2012. So I quit my job basically right around now, seven years ago. And I prepared myself though. It's not like I just jumped and that was it and had my fingers crossed. But I, you know, I launched my blog in November and leading up to me leaving the job, I, I figured out ways um, like figure out ways that I could monetize the skills that I had, which weren't very many, <laughs> to be honest, because I didn't have a whole lot of experience with anything. And in that job, I learned a little bit about WordPress and online PR and a little bit about social media management. How's this? That was about it, you know? And, and so I learned more stuff. And the rest of the time, those last two or three months after I handed in my notice, I really used to learn more as much as I could. And in that way, everything was a bit less miserable because suddenly there was a purpose to me being there. I was like, okay, let me learn as much as I can from my colleagues and my boss and about startups and the online scene so that um, I can use all of that for when I start my own thing. And when I then left the job after eight months, I didn't even make it a whole year. <laughs> I I started freelancing right away and I basically had clients lined up from day one because, you know, I prepared myself. I told everybody, this is what's happening. This is what I'm going to be offering. I had a website built, I business cards, and off I went. 
And I also started networking quite a bit in Berlin. I went to a lot of startup events and all sorts of meetups. And yeah, and in that way, I got all of my first jobs and gigs as a freelancer through friends, family, just word of mouth and telling everybody on Facebook and in person what I was up to now. And this is something that I highly recommend to anyone who starts out freelancing with not a lot of experience or maybe even zero experience is to learn the skills and do some jobs for free or build your own websites or whatever, but like start building a portfolio. And that's what I did too. I did a few jobs for free for friends of mine, built some websites for free and this and that, and then started charging money pretty quickly. And then eventually, you know, I started charging more and more and more. And here I was doing, you know, creating WordPress websites, translations, German, English, a uh, little PR, a little social media. And uh, my blog was growing, A Life of Blue, uh, which was really awesome. And I was networking a lot with other bloggers in that sort of sphere. And I started interviewing. I realized just how awesome it would be to interview other people um, on my blog or uh even in a video, I did that. And I I actually interviewed the minimalists back then. They're huge now. But back then, they'd only been around for maybe a couple of years. And, and so, yeah, it was pretty cool. So I, I interviewed a few bigger people. And that helped me to grow my reach with a life of bloom. And um, simultaneously, I, I learned everything I could about marketing and business and copywriting and building websites. Like, I was constantly expanding my knowledge and my skills and just realized how important it was to um to keep learning and to uh get better at all of those things because as i said i just really didn't know much about anything and and then um i remember i was i was talking to a friend of mine and and he was very skilled in the whole online marketing, SEO, that kind of niche sector. And he was just about to go off traveling to Asia for the first time, kind of as a digital nomad. And he said to me, you know, Connie, I've been doing all this research on going off traveling and there isn't that much in German. It's mostly all in English. Any All the stuff that exists in German is really shit. I think you should start a travel blog. <laughs> You've traveled so much already in your life. You have all this experience. You should share it. And here are all the ways that you can monetize your knowledge and your experience. And so he literally laid it all out for me. He's like, explained what affiliate marketing is and how I could, yeah, make money essentially doing what I love, which is traveling and writing about traveling. And writing and and I was kind of blown away but at the same time I was like dude I don't really want to be a travel blogger I got this other blog that's growing really nicely and I I didn't want to start anything in German either I was really focused on sticking to English I hadn't really written much in German for a very long time my German was very rusty my especially my written German and but he was like man Connie this is a great opportunity and he had done all the, that, you know, keyword research for me and and uh, I kind of sat on it for a bit and 
it didn't take very long though and i was like okay fuck it i'm just gonna i'm just gonna go for it and so i did i planned it all out and in april of 2012 i launched my travel blog planet backpack and shortly after that i left for thailand so me and my girlfriend at the time still the same girlfriend we wanted to move back to australia because she wanted to go back to school but i was like i really want to go back to asia and do my freelance thing grow my blog but also do a bit more scuba dive instructing you know i just kind of needed to get that out of my system she was like okay cool i'm gonna go up to india and do some other things and then we'll reunite and then we'll move back to australia after a couple of months i was like awesome great idea so it's kind of what happened we gave up everything in berlin Uh, our apartment that we had for a year and all the things said goodbye to all my friends and said goodbye to her and flew out to back to asia back to the gillies actually and and then she went off to to india anyway long story short (laughs) um we broke up short shortly after about a month into it or so we had some massive issues and we had some issues before you know this is my first real relationship ever and um i experienced my first massive breakup and heartbreak situation which completely broke me for a very long time however i think what really helped me was that i had this business that i was building and i really kind of transformed a lot of this these painful feelings and and a lot of what I was going through into that productive energy and just put everything into growing that business and that's what I did I focused all of my attention onto Planet Backpack and growing that blog I actually went back to Germany for a little while just to kind of get my footing again and kind of mend my broken heart (laughs) and heal and and then went off traveling again and things just kind of took off very quickly. You know, I was creating a lot of content for the travel blog. In the first couple of years or so, I was publishing probably three or four blog posts a week. And, you know, when when people these days tell me that they're starting a new business or they're starting a new blog and and they're publishing one blog post a week, I'm like, uh, that that's not really a lot. Um, and I was also freelancing. Like, I was doing both things at the same time I had a lot of clients and I was growing Planet Backpack so somehow I managed to write a lot of blog posts every week and that really helped me to get things going a lot quicker and I was also one of the first people to write about being a digital nomad in German it was a very new thing so we're still in 2012 now and here I am traveling the world making money from anywhere and I was like, well, might as well share my experiences, you know, and all those beautiful photos with my laptop on the beach, <laughs> which, as maybe some of you know, is very impractical. You don't really work on the beach. Um, so, yeah, so that helped me a lot as well. And for me, the main goal from the very beginning with Planet Backpack was I want to provide as much value as possible. I really want to help people to be able to fulfill their travel dreams and go on their trip around the world and just 
yeah, because I just never really understood why it was such a big deal for so many people because it was so easy always for me to just do it and go off and travel and um, and become a digital nomad. And so I really wanted to share everything that I've learned with other people. And it all came from this really deep desire to help others. And again, I think that was another big thing that helped me naturally was that I always focused on providing a shit ton of value um, from the get-go. And to this day, it's always been my North Star is how can I provide the utmost value with my content, with my free content, and of course with my paid stuff. But yeah, um, so money started rolling in pretty quickly uh, within the first six to 12 months, uh, mostly through sponsorships, and also back in the days, you could sell links. You know, a lot of SEO people out there um, were out buying links to build their backlink portfolio. And back then, that was still a thing. Obviously, these days, it's not. Um, but yeah, link selling, sponsorships. And then also, as my traffic grew, affiliate marketing uh, brought in uh, quite a bit of money, mostly through Amazon and a travel credit card and some booking websites. And uh, I got more and more interest from journalists and the media and TV and radio and all of that, mostly because of this lifestyle as a digital nomad uh, traveling the world. And I was on TV and I was all over the place and the newspaper did a lot of interviews. It was uh, very exciting for sure. So I made myself a pretty big name with Planet Backpack, spoke at conferences, and um, also friends of mine, Philly and Marcus from the DNX. Um, we became good friends, um, and they started the conference for digital nomads, the DNX, and uh, I s- spoke there the first few years. And um, yeah, it was very exciting times. So everything took off. Eventually, I was able to let go of all of my clients. And in 2013, 14, I met another travel blogger friend of mine in Thailand. We met in Chiang Mai and he was also very successful with his blog. And um, we kind of hit it off as friends and we both realized that, huh, we're both making pretty good money with our blogs. And how come other people aren't? And there's still, people weren't taking blogging very seriously still at that point. And we eventually teamed up to start giving workshops on how to become a professional blogger. And um, we gave more and more of those workshops and they became very successful. And eventually we turned those offline workshops into an online course called BlogCamp that we sold uh, very successfully for several years. And um, that was great. It was a lot of fun. Um, Helped a lot of people get their blogs started and and make money with their blogs. And we did part, uh, what was that, a couple of years ago or so, just different goals and, and ideas, and um, which was totally cool. Um, and this also coincided, this is now like 2016 or so, that I, I mean, I've been, you know, all throughout those years, ever since that breakup, from my first girlfriend in 2012, I'd really been struggling a lot with depression and more heartbreak with other women and traveling the world and d- dealing with loneliness. You know, back then, the 
the infrastructure for digital nomads wasn't as extensive as it is today. You know, now there's co-living, co-working spaces. Um, there's all these Facebook groups and podcasts and blogs and meetups and conferences. But the first couple of years for me were a little lonely. Um, and then going through a lot of personal stuff and a big healing process and um man yeah it uh really wasn't easy at times and uh, struggling a lot on and off and went deeper and deeper into my own sort of spiritual journey my own awakening process um dug deeper into personal development and reading all those books and going to workshops and yeah in 2016 i just i also realized man i'm burned out from the whole travel blogging thing, you know, and kind of portraying on the outside just how amazing that life is and Instagramming it. But on the inside, I just, I just wasn't happy. And um, so I kind of took a step back. I did my yoga teacher training. This is actually 2015. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. I'm kind of mixing up the years. Uh, <laughs> but I then realized after the yoga teacher training which lasted for about a month. I did that in Bali and I was like, huh, I don't actually have to put in a lot of work into that blog business anymore. It's just doing its thing and I make a lot of money every month through mainly the affiliate stuff and then also selling my digital um, ebook guide. Um, that was, uh, I launched that in, I think 2014 or so. Had a massive launch, like five-figure launch. It was great. It was all about teaching people how to become a digital nomad. Still available today because it's still selling really well. Um, and yeah, things were just going well. And I realized, okay, I guess I'm living the four-hour work week, <laughs> which that's what I did for quite a while. Just doing my thing. Not really working at all. Just going surfing, doing yoga, um, going deeper into the whole personal development thing. Um, and then in 2016, that was also the year that I, I left Bali, had another sort of heartbreak situation there and kind of escaped Bali, went off to Costa Rica and started YouTube properly. I'd made videos before, but not very consistently. And I was like, I'm going to do it now. So this was when I was, you know, Casey Neistat started to become really big and the whole daily vlogging thing. And so... So when I started, I did a 30-day challenge, made a video every day, learned a lot, loved it, just completely fell in love with making videos. And I think I went even longer than 30 days. And then um, at the beginning of 2017, so this is two years ago now, I was still sort of in between, still sort of doing Planet Backpack, but I realized that things were shifting massively internally externally everything i was still sort of living in bali and at the beginning of 2017 i started a 30-day challenge a 30-day vulnerability challenge so i made a video every day about something that i felt vulnerable about or embarrassed of or that i felt ashamed of and through that process i realized like huh i want to i want to explore that more and this eventually prompted me to start my the next project which is live your heart out so i launched that i think it was in february or march of 2017 which is really all about personal development my own journey 
um, into personal growth and my spiritual journey and also the question of what's my calling and helping other people find their calling and their purpose in life because that was something that after burning out with Planet Backpack, I was like, well, what is it then? You know, it's like I'm doing, I'm living the perfect life, but then what is it? That what's, what am I here to do? And, and so through that process, I learned so much that I wanted to share that with others and, and help them as well on their journey to find their calling. And so I did that for a while. And, um, yeah, was also quite successful with Live Your Heart Out. You know, launched a few programs around. I did an online course on vulnerability, which is also still available. I ran Find Your Magic, which is all about helping people find their calling. And started my podcast about a year ago or so. Started the merchandise, t-shirts. But yeah, and then last year, you know, things started to shift again. And um, I feel like I... I shared a lot about the shifts that happened last year and how I then really properly embraced my own personal brand with my new website connie.me and starting co-create my membership community in November a few months ago now um starting this new podcast leaving sort of live your heart out behind and also starting the mentorship program that I'm just about to finish off um with a handful of people and just yeah diving deeper and deeper into the art of filmmaking and photography and looking back now you know it's amazing like all these things that have happened ever since (laughs) i i read tim ferris's book the four hour work week and just it was really going deeper and deeper into who am i What's my calling? What am I here to do? How do I want my life to look like? Um, how can I best provide value for other people? Um, and yes, going through all the ups and downs as an entrepreneur, as an online entrepreneur, as a digital nomad, you know, going through depression, through loneliness, um, all of those things. And, um, but, you know, no matter what, I wouldn't want it any other way. I learned so much throughout all those years. And I still consider myself nomadic at this point. I don't have my own home. Uh, when I'm in LA, I, I stay with my girlfriend. I just spent five weeks in Germany staying with my mom. Um, I haven't had my own home in a year. Yeah, I left Bali after several years more or less as a home base um left it a year ago and it's it's not scary anymore at all i i remember i had times as a digital nomad where um i was so unsteady on the inside because i was going through so much turmoil and drama that you know emotional drama that um it actually wasn't very conducive to my emotional health to be a nomad and not have a base not have a home and to not have a have an opportunity to really ground down but now these days um yeah i guess my girlfriend's home is sort of my home because my heart's with her and when i'm with my mom that obviously feels like home but um yeah maybe eventually this year 2019 who knows what's gonna happen but there is 
the the option of maybe um, merging our lives um my girlfriend and i and so where's my point where am i going with this i guess in retrospect all i can say is that it's been the most amazing but also challenging seven eight years of my life i'm 35 now and if you are on your own journey to start your own location independent business maybe to become a digital nomad i mean i don't think it's you know i took it to an extreme of course uh, in so many ways um but i think just to have the freedom of having a business that's location independent that you can either take around the world or just to your next coffee shop down the street or use in a way that you can spend more time with your family and your kids. I think it's all about freedom. And I don't care what you use that freedom for. Use it in a way that makes you happy. Use it in a way that makes you feel fulfilled every morning when you wake up and you're like, yes, I know why I'm here. And I hope that that freedom will also allow you to find answer answers to that question of why am i here what am i here to do and i also want to pass on the message of you know now me sharing my journey with you just i, I kind of want to make clear that it's okay when things shift and when they change and to not be afraid of change and transformation and starting something new and i've started quite a few things over the years i've launched a lot of things man i've had to face my own fears in so many ways and i i continue to do so like right now you know i mentioned that i'm really professionally diving into photography and filmmaking more and more i don't really know yet where this is taking me i really don't i, I kind of do and i don't like it's I'm trusting the process though. I'm trusting the journey and I'm just taking every day step by step. And I think one of the most important things that I learned over the years was how to connect to my intuition and not just how to connect to it, but to trust it. And so now having that trust and that connection, knowing who I am, what my needs are and knowing what feels good for me what my soul needs um i trust that i have that inner guidance system now that shows me the way and so every day i just check in with that and that goes for the things i want to do the the next steps i'm going to take um it goes for the places i want to go to or live in with everything in life i mean down to what is it that I, my body needs right now in terms of food <laughs> you know but i think if there's one skill that i highly recommend you acquire it's the skill of trusting and connecting to your intuition and your true self and and then following that compass because then it, nothing's really that scary anymore and so for me now you know still being a transformational phase um and having been in that place for quite a while now i still don't feel like i've arrived yet with 
my calling and with what I'm doing and with what I put out into the world. I mean, um, everything I do always comes from the depth of my heart and it's always part of my calling, but, and also just part of my learning process and my growth process. Um, but I know right now that I, there's still <laughs> a lot of miles for me to walk on, to learn more and to develop as the Connie that I am, as an entrepreneur, maybe as a nomad, maybe not. I mean, who knows? It's going to happen. And to just be okay of not knowing everything all the time. And I think that's what being a digital nomad and, and building all these businesses has taught me so much that it's okay to not know <laughs> all the time and to literally just let go. Just as much as I had to let go of my back twice now. <laughs> just like, okay, I'll be fine. I'll be okay without things. It's all good. It's all good. Things are going to work out. And usually they do. And so the more trust you can develop in yourself and in your abilities and in life, the easier things will be and the more flow you will have in life. And, um, and the less scary things will be. So I think this is a good point, a good point to end. And just a little reminder for you, I opened the doors again for my membership community, co-create my inner circle. And I'm really excited to welcome you over there. I do a lot of workshops, live workshops almost every week. I do business reviews for your websites, your sales pages, your Instagram accounts, your YouTube channels. Um, and of course, we have a really awesome community platform where you can interact with, with other co-creators. It's a really safe space. It's really cool. It's really fun. Lots of really, really great souls. Great, just great people, really, um, who are either starting their businesses or who are already a bit further along on their journey. But um, yeah, it's we're we welcome all of you, <laughs> no matter where you are at um, and what sort of experience and knowledge level you're at. And now I'm going to say goodbye. It is Friday night here in Los Angeles, 926. And uh, I think it's a good time to call it a day. I was trying to record this podcast all day long, but first we had construction work uh, down below our neighbors really loud and then the other neighbor tonight once the construction work was finished there's another neighbor and he started playing music really loud and then i almost gave up and you know what i did that's when he stopped playing that music and then i was like uh-huh uh -huh. i'm gonna record this podcast now and i'm so glad i did it was fun i always love recording these i hope you got something out of it and you're always welcome to send me an email at mail at connie.me and as I said I'd love to welcome you over at co-create at co-create space dot io thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you soon have a good one bye